0: Hello Race fans, welcome to Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you by Short Track Exclusives. I'm your host, Thomas Mattis, alongside two other Short Track Guys, and good friends of mine, Jim Pokrant, driver of the number 07, com sportsman here locally at Five Flag Speedway, and Ted Baber of Ted Baber Video Productions here locally, also in Pensacola. Good evening, gentlemen. Greetings.
1: What's happening? I'm excited. <laughs> Let's do this. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, we're going to first get back to uh, local season here with the sportsman class, which you are, haven't been actively involved in a long time. We're going on a third week this Friday, but you've been through two races, and you've had some pretty good success so far, so tell us about it.
1: Well, um, not too bad. We uh, run second opening night uh, to uh, Brandon Fowler. Congratulations to him. He got a rocket ship, and uh, then the second race, we won our heat race. And we ended up third in the feature, which is pretty good. We're, we're still in the hunt for the points. And, uh, you know, Brandon won again. He's got a dominant car this year. We're hoping to get back there to it. i uh, got to thank uh, can'tquitfishing.com, of course, uh, Emerald Coast, uh, Remodeling and Trim, my good friend Ted Baber and all his help, my friend Martin Beck, William Hay, and uh, some of the other guys that give us a hand, uh, Ben Cranford, Philip Gens, Gens Brothers Racing. I work out of their shop. I just got to throw them a big shout out for all the help. And uh, we're working on getting that car better. Uh, I found a problem with the rear end that we're fixing. And uh, just the motor's a little tired. It's, It's time to get it freshened up, and we're working on some sponsorship to get that done.
0: Right, that's pretty much all it is. It's just kind of little minor things where you go and get set up for this coming Friday night and hopefully get that, that first win of the season?
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, the car itself, uh, with help of uh, John Ruth and all his help, he helped to guide him. Steve Buttrick. That if anybody that's been to Five Flags knows that Steve used to wear us out in this division. And uh, John gives us a hand, and he has big hand in getting that car to get through the corners better than it ever has. So it's a big shout-out to him and all his help. But uh, just a few little minor things we're doing and then, you know, we got two weeks off and I'm going to tear it back down and go through it again and hopefully we'll have that motor freshened up and we'll, we'll get that double zero car.
0: What was, the, what was the difference between the first week and the second, or the first race and the second
1: race? Well, the first race, the car never got in the racetrack. I think it was a lack of rubber on the speedway because it had been sitting dormant, nobody really doing any major testing. And we've had a lot of rain. Um the second race, the car handled really, really well, but it's just not getting down the straightaway. I had a problem with uh, we had, we run a rev limiter, which limits the the engine to sixty two hundred RPMs because of the six zero two crate motors that we run, trying to make them live longer. Which it works, cause my motor's six years old and still competitive. So mm-hmm. that says a lot for that. But mine was hitting the chip early. It was it was hitting the chip like way early, and I was losing straightaway speed. So we changed the box and fixed it thanks a big shout out to Jerry Bowman who races an outlaw stock who gave us a brand new rev limiter that he had and he's like here take it and that's pretty cool for another racer to help out another racer like that because those things aren't cheap
0: no and that's that's good that you've got people in in that uh area that uh, are willing to help like that
1: oh yeah Jerry's a great guy he'd uh, he's good friends with Eddie Mercer and anybody who knows short track racing in Pensacola knows who fast Eddie Mercer is uh so it's, it's been pretty neat. Uh, we're having a good season. I'm having fun and that's what I do this for. Cause I realize that at 50 years old, I'm never going to make NASCAR. So I'm doing it because of the love of the sport.
0: All right. And, uh, after the first, uh, two races, you're going into Friday night. It's, uh, you know, there's little changes you plan on doing anything like maybe even a little minor for Friday night. You just kind of let it until you get those major things done.
1: Well, the biggest problem with our classes is tire size because you got to get them staggered right and match special according to days of thunder, but we have to do a little bit more to it. And the last race we had the stagger wasn't where I wanted it. So we're going to try to make it better. And we, of course we take it across the scales at the track and make sure my sway bars where it's supposed to be and not have enough cross and left side weight. And at some point during this podcast, we'll get into that kind of thing in front end setup and, and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, just, minor changes just maybe some cross um you know we always try to make the car even though it don't look much aero but aero does help a little bit we take the hood we take the grill when we qualify we take the deck lid and uh just little things i mean it don't take much if you can gain uh, two one hundredths of a second that's a lot so we we work on that every week just different fluids just you know different fuel just trying to make something work
2: right it, just, it took a while to get him convinced that aero does make a difference at this at this situation.
1: Yeah, but the car that used to wear us out was about as aerodynamic as a brick. Yeah. Well. But we're getting there. I'm, I'm having fun with it. That's that's the main thing, guys. If you, you need to get involved with short track racing, and get out there and have some fun. Build yeah. you a car. You don't have to spend a ton of money to have fun. You don't have to win every week to have fun. Just Just enjoy it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's the hard thing, you know, is going out and, and enjoying it. You know, it's 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 nerve wracking. It's there's a lot of pressure that you know one would take on himself, and then uh, there's the danger, you know. But once you get in there and you realize after a period of time, you kind of relax and and learn to have fun. Then then it does become fun. But I can guarantee you, it, it doesn't happen right off the
1: bat. Well, it it all depends. I mean, I I I did it because I love the sport. From the time I was nine years old, I've been going to Five Flags since I was nine and watching some of my heroes like wayne and junior knee and and dickie davis and and um guys like gary baloo and daryl waltrip and bobby allison and these guys that are just neil bonnet these guys are just heroes and if they can do it i can do it and you know i never had the funding to to run up front until i started you know getting a little bit of help here and there but just to be on that racetrack making laps is is just awesome it's fun everybody i'm around is i've made so many friends doing this you know it's, it's not just the racing it's the friendships and the lifelong people that you know and and getting to meet people that were your heroes you know just and and what's really cool is when a guy like eddie mercer knows who you are mm-hmm. you know you're just a local little street stock guy and he comes hey jim how you doing good to see you you know it's stuff like that is super cool to me
0: right Right, and uh, wish you all the luck uh, this Friday, and we'll get together next week and, and catch up on all the results there, and as we're going to do throughout the, the rest of the season. And uh, Ted Baber of Ted Baber Video Productions is in the house, too, as a guest. And um,
2: what kind of relationship have you had with Jim throughout the years? Well, believe it or not, it's been exciting. I remember one of the best races I ever watched with him was I was – Basically, just covering the track like I normally do it, but I kept noticing this one car <laughs> that seemed to be creating all the excitement, and that was Jim, of course. And he, he is Mister Excitement. after sometimes you really have to, if you want to have fun, you want to watch if somebody have some excitement. Just keep an eyeball on him, and that, it's going to guarantee you're going to have a good time.
0: Yeah. And uh, how long? How long have you been doing video? As this as is as my p-
2: 22nd year. 22 years. Yes. Uh, strictly racing. Yes. Right. I, I tried drag racing once and kind of like watching paint dry. So. Ah, so how,
0: how did you get interested and in how, how did you get started video production with the, with the racing scene?
2: I'd been in either radio or TV for quite a while and I actually started at the go-kart track, mm-hmm. uh, the local Pensacola Raceway Park. Mm-hmm. I'd been out there two years and about halfway through my second year. I just wandered up to Five Flags and asked them if they had anybody doing it, and they said no, and I'm like, I was getting a little stunned that right. nobody was covering it like that, and I just picked up on it from there, and we went we you know, we'll just as fast as we could go, go on out. And here you are 22 years later. Yeah, it's a, a job I built, a career I made on my own. Right. well, uh, welcome, and
0: uh, it's good to see you again. Yeah. I know we've, we've been... Uh, Friends for quite a few years, not quite as long as Jim, and, but um, I've known your work, I've seen your work, and um, I'm sure everybody appreciates, you know, your efforts and, and what you've done. They're always excited to get around and seeing what results, because when you're in the race car and you see video, it's it's a different perspective, you're right? and when you have somebody that's readily available that's doing it out there and they know you're consistent, it's, it's exciting to look back at it and learn from it, really. So, so that, that's a good deal.
1: It is. And he does an in car in my car. So it, that helps too. I get to watch myself drive the car. And, you know, maybe I didn't feel something or see something, but I can watch that video and go, oh, that's when that happened, you know. But like you said, I, I try to make things exciting. He's, he's got some pretty interesting video of me sometimes showing my behind when I'm angry. <laughs>
2: yeah once or twice
1: (laughs) yeah i've gotten out of the car and acted silly but uh, racing
2: racing
0: seems to bring out emotions in everybody (laughs) oh god
1: yeah it can make you can get pretty upset at times especially when you get stuff in the fence coming to a caution by a certain uh, radio dj (laughs) who who shall go unnamed yeah who speaks in cursive (laughs) that's a that's an inside joke
2: (laughs) Well, the one thing about this season and last season as well is you're putting the car on the trailer consistency with no dinks, no bends. Well, except for the Derby once or twice. <laughs> yeah,
1: I cut a tire down at Snowball Derby. We had, a, we had a car to win the race, and I was passing the guy on the outside, and he got loose and caught my left rear and cut the tire down. And we spun, we come in the pits, we change the tire, and somebody who didn't <laughs> remain nameless <laughs> let my jack down <laughs> without, not one of my crew members... So I'd take off with four lug nuts, and they made me come back in and put a lug nut on, and they wouldn't give me a courtesy lap. So when I rolled out on the racetrack, the leaders were coming into turn one at full song. I, ran the, I outrun the leader. I actually put a straightaway on him, come back around, caught the tail end of the field. So I just got to get anybody out there can help me with my derby luck. That would be great because I have the crappiest luck at the snowball derby.
0: Yeah. Oh, maybe Bubba can give you a call. Yeah. <laughs> you guys would, you guys can work uh, together and both win <laughs> both win the same year and get the
2: monkeys off both of your back. I, th- I think we
1: both need some rabbits' feet or something, yeah. you know. I don't know what but
2: A Car Fool. I happened to be the guy that had the last lug nut in my hand when the jack was dropped now, so I went Zoop <laughs> and he took off with that I was like what was this all about? Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't our guy that was supposed to jack the car that did it either. I, he shall remain nameless, but I, I chewed his behind after that race because I couldn't believe how fast we were. And then, you know, I was two-tenths faster than the leader when the checkered fell, and that's enough to make you want to puke. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can imagine. Well, yeah. Ted, you, Ted, you brought up a, a good, good kind of point of view there between 2020 and 2021. Last year, knowing what everybody's gone through, um, and then now twenty twenty one we're two or three races into our well two races into our local season coming up on the third friday night but um what as far as you guys know what what have you seen out there that's different between last year and this year, and what would you- anticipate it
2: throughout the season hmm. well, one thing I would like to see is more cars higher car count throughout well some classes are better than others. I'd like to see people get them out of the uh, out of the garage, get the tarps off of them, get them cleaned up, and let's get out there and get after it and have some fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> that's something we need. We need car counting the two lower divisions, which <clears throat> I understand. You know that some people financially it's hard to do that, and don't think I don't because believe me, I, I run on a slim budget. And if it wasn't for Can't Quit Fishing, which I went and saw uh, James before I came over here, and he gave me some money to race on Friday night. A gentleman named Jeff Strong, who's buying me a couple of tires. Ted, who helps me out when he can. My buddy Will, who buys a tire here and there. My buddy Rick, a tech master out of Fort Walden Beach, who works on BMWs. If you have one, go see him. But, I mean, they all help me, and they're doing it as a friend thing. It's, it's pretty right. cool. And, you know, we do really well for what we have. I mean, I'm in an 8-year-old car right. with a 5-, 6-year-old motor. And a wore-out driver, <laughs> but I'm having fun.
2: Determined. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I don't. I tell them. I said. I tell these guys when I leave the pits, I'm giving 110% to a green flag to the checkered. Yeah, right. You know, so it's 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 a blast. And last year, we we had a a little better. We had we did more qualifying, and man, that's the first time I've ever been fastest qualifier last year because <laughs> old car is rolling through the center thanks to John.
2: Yeah, he's got it hooked
1: up. Yeah. But, you know, it, with the COVID thing last year, it, it shut a lot of things down and it hurt a lot of short tracks. There's some of them, so many of them closing. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast. To also get the word out, get your butt in the grandstands. Yes. Come to Five Flags Speedway, drink a beer, talk to your buddies. The racing product is pretty damn good in, in every division. So uh, for those of you that, were, that are dirt fans, come watch asphalt. Us asphalt guys go to the dirt track. And we watch and help and we want all their all short tracks to survive and to do it we're going to have to get out there and get people in the grandstands and tim bryan who promotes five flex speedway knows that i will do whatever it takes to help him
2: that's it i mean we have lost so many speedways due to that one at one factor a lack of support
0: yeah yeah Oh my hats off to the Bryant family and everybody out there at Five Flags. They've done, they've done an incredible job since taking over what 0203 something. No, they, like? uh,
1: yeah, it was somewhere around there. I think yeah. it was.
0: It's just before I got started. Well, yeah, it was 03, I believe, because that was the first of so the drivers meeting before I got started. But my hats off to them and that whole crew. They had worked their tails off they and have. built it to what it is now. And um, even fought through the pandemic, like everybody else has had to do with protocol and CDC and all. They've done a really, really good job, and I'm so proud of them, and and happy for that family to, you know, to to, to preserve right. history, you know, because that track is historic. It oh, goes yes. back a long time, and it's got a lot of names attached to it. And I hate to see it be plowed over and have an apartment
2: complex or a shopping mall pulled over it. But they've really walked a tightrope with this COVID thing too, trying to keep the state happy, trying to keep all the the county officials happy, and everything, just trying mm-hmm. to keep it going. Right right well that's uh kudos to them for sure
0: um well we can move into youth and talent (laughs) which is another subject that we've got you know going on with the short track whether it's pure stocks or sportsmen or outlaws or you want to go late models if you got youth
2: and you've got talent didn't we just have a 13 year old win a race out there friday
1: night i think so in the trucks wasn't
2: Uh it in trucks Wow. Holy cow. Yeah.
1: Well, the only thing about youth, and this is is just me talking, this is is a veteran, been doing this for years, these young, young kids that are racing in these things do not pick up a wrench. They don't know what it takes to get the thing put together. It's mom and dad write a check, kid gets a nice race car, they hire somebody to work on it, the next thing you know, the kid's running up front because he's got the best equipment. Right. And... I think personally, and just my opinion, I think you should have to work on the thing because you'll appreciate it more. I, I've seen these rich kids destroy late models, wipe out half the field, and just walk away. Like I don't care, Grandma, grandpa, grandpa, write a check. I'll get, in, I'll get a fresh car to be pulled out of the backup, and we'll be racing next week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you know, when you have to work on your own stuff, like back in the day when I was coming out there. You know, you had to fix your own car, so you thought about running off in there and wrecking somebody. You know, I mean, that's that's like at it, it Martinsville a few years ago when that, when that Miller, or uh, Matt, I can't think of his name, cleaned out the first two cars, including Bubba Pollard. And for what? He wasn't going to, if he did, what he did wasn't... Matt gonna, Craig. Matt Craig. Yeah. He wasn't going to win the race either. Yeah. All he had to do was back out until he got let down from him. Bubba would have won that race. But he plowed into him, knocked him the Bubba, and wreck, wrecked both of them. It's... It, they don't have the experience they're not scared so they don't care the cars are so safe now that they pretty much know that the chance of them getting seriously injured is not is prevalent so they're willing to take more risks i i just think that if they're going to run that young they should have to run in in the legends and the bandoleros and stuff like that till they're at least 20 that's my opinion but you know i come from the old school i mean the cup guys you didn't get a cup ride till you were 30 years old Right. junior johnson would tell you um come see me when you're 29 or older you know but i just i've got nothing against these kids racing but you know it, there's no heroes anymore that's another thing i look at i look at cup there's I me mean, back when i started watching cup you had older guys they were heroes you know they, they came up through the short track ranks and they they raced for years on their own money and their own budget and then then they come into a, a good cup ride and they do good in it and you can cheer for them and i mean there's just it's a bunch of kids
2: they paid their dues.
1: Yeah, <laughs> these kids nowadays—it's all about writing a check. I mm. mean, the only guy there's only like two drivers in Cup right now with just on talent. One of them's Matt De Benedetto, and he's got one last year with a 21 car. And God knows who where he's going to get to go because you got all these young kids coming up that just—I mean—they're good drivers, but if they tear up equipment, they don't care. There's no, you know what I mean?
2: Right. They have no respect for the the. Yeah, it's not coming the, out of their pocket. No. no.
1: And they don't have to fix it. Right. That, that's one of the things I can say about Chase Elliott. Bill made him work on the race car. Mm-hmm. When you wreck it, so guess what? You're taking it home. You're taking it apart, and you're going to take it over to the, the shop to get it fixed, and then you're going to put it back together. And that that kid's got a lot of respect. Right. You know. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a great balancing act. I realize we have to do what we have to do, but you know, I as an old school guy, and I am, and just that's the way I feel about it.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, next Friday, uh, we got the Perl 8 model race, and Jim, you're going to be out there with your sportsman car. And mm-hmm. uh, Ted Baber in video production is going to be out there working, 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 doing his thing. And um, that. <laughs> we got the segment here before we close it out. It's a history segment that uh, is sponsored by ShortTrackExclusives.com, and Jim is going to present the history segment this week on short track guys
1: podcast well i'm going to talk about what we were where we were racing where i race at five flag speedway it's uh one of the oldest continuous tracks that's still around it was opened in 53 um it's uh mainly you know our big race is the snowball derby every year which started in 68 and uh you know we had wayne edekin a local driver win the first one i think he won the first two then we had Dickie Davis, and then it was a long time after Dicky won that another local guy won that race. We mentioned Fast Eddie Mercer. He won one. That was one of the biggest wins of Derby history. Johanna Long, which was a local girl that raced for years and made her way up to the trucks and everything, and she didn't go very far. But uh, in 53, the, the Cup Series actually came to Pensacola Grand National back then. Herb Thomas won it in the Hudson Hornet, which if you want to look up a really cool car, hudson hornet something to behold it was a huge behemoth but man that thing would fly back in the day i mean we've had all kinds of great racing arca comes here um asa came one year now funny story about that the guys like to die it was in the middle of july those poor asa drivers from the midwest had never seen such heat and none of them were hydrated for this race they were dead guys actually quit the race because of the heat but Guys like my hero, Daryl Waltrip, have won a Snowball Derby. I mean, all the big names in NASCAR back in the day came down here and raced. Uh, David Pearson, Bobby Allison, Davey Allison, um, Donnie Allison, all the, the Alabama gang. Red Farmer for, still holds the record for the most consecutive starts in the Snowball Derby. And uh, Rich Bickle won five. He's the only three, four, and five-time winner of the Snowball Derby. And this year is going to be his last race is going to be the snowball derby he's coming down to run the derby and he's going to completely retire so that's that's pretty cool you know um and uh last year's snowball derby winner i'm sure he'll be back ty majeski who won the rattler and op this year that that's a that's one of those guys that's underfunded don't have the money to write checks but the kid's got a ton of talent and deserves a shot so we're hoping but we get to see all those drivers. They come through Snowball Derby and you get to see a lot of big NASCAR spotters and, and personalities, you know, James Finch comes down. Uh, Joe Gibbs has been down cause his grandson raced at a, in an ARCA race. So we get to see all these guys. So it's, it's, it's a neat little racetrack. And I'm going to say this, you get your friends together. Um, you guys in the military, cause my team is Patriot Motorsports. We love our military. We love our police. Get some friends together. Get a beer. You guys can come out and sit in the grandstands and cheer us on because we're gonna need it Friday night. We're gonna do the best we can with what we got. But anybody knows me knows that I I support our military, our firemen, our EMTs 100%. That's true.
0: Yep. Well, Ted, Jim, um, I appreciate you guys being here, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot to talk about this coming season. We're gonna be back together again next episode, and uh, I think that's gonna pretty much bring us to a close for the first episode here. And we look forward to the next one. Uh, short track guys podcast pr- presented by short track exclusives and we're going to have future guests as well uh drivers yes. guests whether in live in the studio or on the phone we're going to have those and you guys are going to be an integral part of that to bring them in and um jim good luck friday night ted we'll see you uh, probably next week and um any final thoughts before we sign off well
1: just want to say uh like i said bring a friend to the track you know get out there and do some short track racing go build you a car or sit in the grandstands enjoy it whether it's dirt asphalt or otherwise get out there and enjoy it because we need you in the grandstands we love having you we love interactions with the fans um come down and get an autograph you know you never know who you might see you can sit in the car we will talk to you but main of all support short track racing
2: yeah, I agree 100%. It needs all the help we can get.